Hello everyone and welcome to The Art of Flourishing. My name is Lauren De Silva and today we are joined by my wonderful friend Carmen Moenda. She is an artistic millennial currently living in Johannesburg, South Africa. In 2019, she obtained her master's degree in business management and during that time she authored a dissertation as well as several academic papers relating to the field of eco-friendly entrepreneurship. She is passionate about helping other aspiring entrepreneurs discover and pursue their passions by tapping into their unique talents and strengths. Some of Common's many passions are abstract painting, digital art, and on Sundays you'll find her volunteering in the media and production team alongside her husband at their local church. Her life's motto is, do what you can with what you have to leave the world just a little bit better than what you found it. Thank you so much for joining us today, Carmen. I'm so excited to talk to you. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Lauren. And hi, everybody who's listening. <laughs> awesome. Um, so everyone listening, Carmen, um, as you know, she has a, a very similar accent to mine. Uh, she's from my neck of the woods across the Atlantic in South Africa. Um, and she's also one of the contributing authors of Being and Belonging, which is an awesome book or collection of stories from women all over the world sharing their journeys to experiencing being fully human and belonging as that full human in the world. Um, Carmen's story details her experience mostly through adolescence and teenage years and the the battle that she experienced, you know, um, belonging to herself while also trying to belong to all these different groups of people. And she does so... She shares her story beautifully. She shares it very vulnerably. Um, and in a way that I think all of us who have once been teenagers um, and have had to deal with the chaos of making friends out there in the world, like we can all relate to her story. Um, so Carmen, thank you so much for sharing uh, that season of your life with us in the book. And I was wondering if you could give us some context like to your life um where does like share a little bit about like how your journey starts what life was like growing up what got you to the season that you share with us in the book um and where where in your story we find you right now okay um so yeah growing up I would say I had a pretty normal childhood um, you know, very happily married parents. Um, the only thing was I wasn't only child and I was quite, I would say, attached to my parents. Um, I was very shy growing up. Um, also very in my own world, in my own headspace. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't really relate well to other kids. Um, at some stage, um, you know, during preschool, I think that's when I really started noticing like there would be uh, moments of divide between me and other kids. Um, you know, like just, just simple things like uh, someone would randomly tease you about something or, you know, things that happen to us every day. But I think for me growing up, I, I found it really hard to um, cope with that. And I didn't really know how to deal with the social dynamics. So growing up, yeah, that, that I would say that was always a struggle for me, um, trying to find my place amongst 
others. Mm. I'm trying to accept myself for who I am as a unique person. For me, I think that um, growing up, I didn't necessarily value uniqueness. Um, I didn't necessarily know that being unique and being different and being yourself was acceptable. Um, I think that because of also being an only child, like a lot of my time was spent by myself. Um, you know, like I watched a lot of TV growing up and TV doesn't always give you a really good viewpoint of how you should view yourself as a whole unique person. It always shows us how we need to be something or look like something or someone. Mm. So for me, I always thought that, no, in order to be happy, I had to become something or someone else other than who I was and that who I was wasn't good enough. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of where, you know, the story led me into adolescence where I was trying to really be someone I wasn't and all of the trouble that led me to. Yeah. Yeah, and then... um. Basically, now in the story where we find myself is, um, I, I think that I'm finally grasping who I am. I'm kind of stripped away all of the layers of who I wasn't to get to the core of who I am as a person and who God made me to be. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I, I really love how um, you just described, like, I think most of our journeys to belonging, um, like within your context, of course, which is like your story is unique to you, but I just, I wanted to just kind of celebrate and highlight what a good job you did of, you know, describing an experience that all of us have where we, mm. you know, we, we go through life going a, a longing to fit into something and belong to something else or belong to others or belong with others, right? Um, because belonging, yeah. belonging is not just about a friendship circle. It's about having a place to go. Um, it's about having love. It's about having support. It's about having a tribe. And we were designed to need a tribe. Like we're designed to fit into tribes. Like that's not, and I'm not talking about like, I, I, well, I don't know what people are thinking of when I'm saying the word tribe, but I'm, I'm thinking of just like <laughs> a, of, of a circle or a community. Um, yeah, like we, a community. Yeah. yeah, we were designed to connect with other people. Um, and I think what's really hard about growing up in our culture, um, and I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm talking about South African culture, but I think I'm, I'm also talking more broadly in like Western culture, is that we don't have a roadmap for that. Um, and it's very confusing and I like with, with like we're taught to change who we are and that's, what's going to give us belonging. But the hard thing is it's being who we are really, um, is what helps us belong. And so, yeah, I think that like what I loved about your story and how you shared it in the book and even now it's just like, I think we may not be able to relate to every single detail of your life experience, but we can relate to the journey. Um, <laughs> and I'm going like, oh, wow, like I didn't have to do all of that. I didn't have to suffer 
all of that yeah. to feel loved by my people or to find my people, right? Yeah, I think I think for me, um, the greatest epiphany moment was realizing that it is those different things about us that um, that help us to belong to the community because. Every person has a unique set of gifts and capabilities, and you know every person with their unique personality is um, you know somebody who can shine in a specific moment. Um, you know they have exactly what the community needs at a certain time. Um, and if everybody comes together collectively and brings themselves to the table, and brings their gifts and their passions and their personality and who they are, um, then the community has everything that they need. Mm. Because, you know, one one is really good at this and another person's really good at that. And regardless of what that is and what that looks like, if everybody can be their unique selves, it really does something special within a community. So I think that was my big moment of like, oh, okay, I don't have to be or look like or sound like or act like anybody other than me. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, it's so true. Like everything you just said is like, yes. <laughs> um, we need, the world around us needs us. Um, not some sanitized, like, adjusted version of who we are. Um, and I think that my, well, one of my opinions, or I guess, like, hunches, is that maybe we only really feel that pressure to change in a world that, or among people who have not gone on that journey themselves, who have not learned to accept themselves, like, you, I find that the people like you who have gone through this really difficult life journey and have kind of gotten to the other end of it, like have not given up, have not stopped halfway, but have walked walked this thing all the way to the end. Like you emerge out of the, on the other end, being gracious, patient, accepting and appreciating of other people's uniqueness because you've learned how to appreciate your own. Um, and I think that's one of the most beautiful, magical things about listening to your story or reading it or um, embracing this journey is that you come out of the other end being able to make space for other people and who they are, not who we think that we should be. Oh, thank you for those kind words, honestly. Um, it really warms my heart to hear that because I think that that's, that's also something that we all just, we want to come out of the other end feeling like we've become someone who helps uplift others as well and, and can make that positive impact. So it really does mean a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's all real, <laughs> all honest. Um, <laughs> comment, can you share what you, what like, what does belonging mean to you? Like, do you have a synopsis or like, this is what, I feel like it means to belong. Um, yeah, so as I said, for me, belonging is truly just being able to to bring yourself into a group of people um, 
and use what you have for the betterment of others um, or for the betterment of the community. Um, for me, that is truly what belonging is. I think that belonging isn't something that we should seek from others, just as mm. friendship isn't something that we go out seeking from others, but it's rather something that we bring first. Mm. So, um, you know, if you want to be friends, then you have to be your friend. Um, and if you want to belong, then you have to bring yourself and and work with others um, collectively towards something and, and help them also feel like they belong. Um, so for me, I think that's, that's kind of how I would summarize that. I love that so much. That is like, um, honestly, one of the more unique answers that I've gotten from this question. I, I've asked a couple of the other authors uh, and I love all of them. Uh, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, but I just, I love that like perspective of like, and I love how you related to, to friendship because it's so closely connected um, that like mm. you, you can not only give it to yourself, but you can bring it to the table for everyone else to share in and partake in. Um, and that was, that's actually a very powerful thought. Um, and like, oh Yeah. I could. And I think that that also takes the onus off the people around you. And I think a lot of the times we don't realize that we're doing this, but we are look we look to other people to provide what only we can provide for ourselves. And I think that it puts so much strain yeah. on it puts so much strain on relationships. It puts strain on friendships, it puts strain on marriages, it puts strain on like uh, parent-child relationships. Um when you are just like waiting for someone else to give you something that they actually don't have the power to give to you anyway um yeah and it can be quite difficult to yeah. navigate too yeah I, I i must be honest this is something that i truly learned um when i was um getting to know my husband's family back in the back in the days when we were dating um we had met at church and his family, all of them were involved in some way or another. Um, and I knew each of them individually, um, even before we started getting to know each other. And truly, um, just interacting with him, with his family, with the way that they truly modeled this to me, I think that went a long way in teaching me how to also be accommodating to others, um, to help to help others feel like they belong um, by, you know, being that person that brings, you know, whatever they have to the table, because that's what each and every one of them modeled to me. Mm. Um, so it was, it was something that I learned from them that I now feel like this is the way that you find belonging. Yeah. Okay, I need a moment now. <laughs> um. I know your, I know your in-laws. They're all, gosh, like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> they're, all, they're all just crying. Um, yeah, I, I know your in-laws like are amazing, and I'm, guy, I have a similar experience with my own. Um, like just. 
when you have the opportunity to be like welcomed into a family that is not your family right like your biological family and like it's just such a powerful life experience to be embraced for exactly who you are um and celebrated for exactly who you are and appreciated for exactly who you are and like what you just shared about like being accommodating like how your family uh, Josh's family and how my husband's family makes room for you um, to be yourself I think is just like a really beautiful thing that I'm so glad I'm so glad you got to have I'm so glad I got to have that experience um, and I think like if you're listening and you and you're going geez why are these ladies crying um, you don't have to have that experience to be able to create it for the people in your life. Um, yeah. but, but I think it, I think a lot of being able to appreciate it and really leverage it comes from going on your own personal journey when you're like, man, like I can't wait for someone else to love me for who I am. Like that, that job I need to do that job first. I need to yeah. I need to figure out how to do it because actually no one can teach me how to do that. And I'm not going to be able to teach others how to love me if I don't know how to do that too. Yeah, exactly. Oh gosh, common. Like that was <laughs> I was like, you could caught me in the feels all of a sudden. I was like, oh, <laughs> I mean, it, I'm hap- so sorry, it, happens, it happens occasionally, but I'm also like, man, I love Hannah. I love Auntie Margaret and I love Ruth so much. And yeah, it was, it was extra personal. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. All of a sudden I've got all this stuff. Um, I good. That's like, I'm thinking about my going. Good luck to you, sir. Um, this is going to be one of those fun ones for editing. Um, what is your favorite go-to flourishing practice that you think like everyone needs to know about? So do you have a, habit or a practice or a tool or a thing that you do um when you just need to be extra nourishing to yourself like what's your go-to um yeah to be honest the thing that um helps me the most is journaling um and I wouldn't say that it's it's something that I do every day um I just think that for me um keeping keeping a a daily journal is, is a bit too disciplinarian for my my personality um but every now and then when I feel like my head is just so full um whether it be uh, overwhelming things or really exciting things or there's just so much going on in my head um the thing that really helps me is to just sit down and write it all out um it's it's almost like a form of of self-therapy Mm. where you kind of analyze everything that you're thinking and you realize like, oh, um, you know, I, I knew I was thinking about this, but I, I didn't understand the extent to which it was affecting me. And yeah. then like delving deeper into it, like why is this affecting me this much? Um, um, yeah, so something like that, like keeping a journal and just self-analyzing. 
I think really helps me. Yeah, I um, journaling has come up a lot for this question. Um, and I think everyone that I speak to has a different practice. Like some people are super religious about it. Um, and when I say yeah. religious, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean like every day, same time, every day, no exceptions. Um, and then there are people who No, are, I, I really admire people who, who can <laughs> do it every day. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it takes discipline. Um, that's something I'm working on. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Yeah. Um, I just love how like the theme that the theme that I'm hearing from journaling and this is like I'm going to be honest when I started journaling it was when I first kind of started discovering faith and because I did not have a faith background growing up at all um, and I just kind of like did it because everyone told me to and I wanted to belong okay so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't experience it as being particularly transformative because I was just doing it because they told me to do it, like, because that's what a good Christian does. Um, but it's yeah. only really been, like, maybe in the last year or so that I've experienced what you are describing, um, which is that it is a really powerful way of, to step outside of your thoughts and your emotions and your mind and like kind of create some just dis enough distance from it that you can see it with a bit more clarity and a bit more perspective and like I have come to realize like oh wow Lauren like you are in a dark place <laughs> you know that w when what's coming out in journaling is like consistently negative and dark and angry and scared uh, fearful like, yeah, I mean, when you're stuck in your head and you're groaning throughout your day, you don't really notice it because it, you're just immersed in it and you're busy. But when like you go throughout your journaling and if you allow yourself to be honest, that's also something I was not good at back in the day when I started journaling is that I was even performing and people pleasing in my journaling, which no one read. Um, Like. I need to yeah, act like it's, it's like sometimes you write thinking someone's gonna read this. Yeah, so like if I was writing, if I was like writing to God, I needed to pretend that I was doing better than I was, like put on an act yeah. or whatever. So, um, but when you allow yourself to be really honest and you just let it flow from just like exactly what it is, like eventually the water runs clear you know, and you go, oh, like, and sometimes it's a matter of like you needing to say, oh, okay, I'm in trouble. I need help. Or and other times it's just like, you just need to get it out and not let, not like let it stew on the inside. And I think, yeah, it's just the more I ask this question, the more journaling comes up and the more of a really awesome picture starts, is starting to form about how helpful that practice can really be for people so I appreciate you sharing that and yeah also sharing like yeah and especially go ahead especially as a believer um you know journaling reveals um how aligned or disaligned our thoughts are with you know what what we ought to be thinking about and how we ought to be living and believing and and having faith and it, it really reveals all of those worries and stress things that we hold on to in our daily lives um so just in terms of that as well um it really helps you align and realign your your thoughts and your um 
emotions to God's word. It's almost like it kind of um, creates a buffer between what you're experiencing internally and how you react. So it's like a moment where you can go, yeah. like, okay, let's let's make a conscious decision about how we're going to respond to life rather than just reacting from whatever is pooling up on the inside of you, like a stew, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a perfect way of describing it. Well, I'm glad we're in the same mindset then, like this in synergy or what, it, I don't know, in the flow together. Um, <laughs> Carmen, uh, do you have any like last word, like famous last words? I think that's what I need to call this part of the uh, the question that I ask. Famous last words. Uh, do you have any favorite words, a piece of literature, a quote from a song, a poem? It could even be a meme, um, you know, that you'd like to just leave with us. Um, famous last words and why wow no pressure on that <laughs> um i you know i actually i'm not much of a reader so literature and poems and and stuff uh not so much but i think for me I, if i would have to leave my last thoughts i would just tie it back to i guess the last thought that i had when i was writing my bio as well is um yeah, just, you know, discover that thing inside of you that is unique to you, you know, your purpose and calling and identity and use that in the world around you. Use that in your family, use that amongst your friends and in your community so that you can also ultimately, by bringing yourself to the table, um, just leave someone else's day better than they found it mm. um i think that for me would be my my famous last <laughs> thought <laughs> i love it i think it's i think it's a worthy candidate for famous last words because i think i mean if every single person or okay if 50 percent of the human beings on this planet woke up every day and went out the door and just for the first hour of their day, we're like, I'm going to leave the world a little bit better than I found it. I think we live in a completely different planet than we do right now. So I think it matters. I think it's a good, I think they're great famous last words. Yeah, I, I think we can summarize it as just general kindness. Mm -hmm. um, just being kind. Yeah. Being kind in a, in a harsh world. Yeah. And maybe the world will be less harsh and a bit kinder. As a result. Yeah. Well, Common, exactly. thank you so much for chatting to me today. Um, I hope I don't need to tell you that I really love and appreciate you as a human. I'm so glad that I know you. I'm so thankful that you shared your story with us. I feel really privileged and honored that you chose to share your story in such a vulnerable way. Um, and... I just want you to know that I think you're amazing and I think that everyone should get to know you. And if they want to do that, they could stop by learning, getting to know your story and they won't be sorry. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much, Lauren. And just all of that kindness right back at you. Um, you are truly an amazing person. And I'm also so 
so grateful um, to have you in my life. Um, yeah. Ditto. You were just wonderful. Receive that <laughs> big group hug across the ocean. Um, yes. <laughs> air hug or internet hug. I don't know what kind of hug it would be. but Wi-Fi hug. <laughs> yeah, Wi-Fi <laughs> hug. Um, thank you so much. Have the best evening. I hope you get, I hope you get some good sleep tonight. Oh, thank you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Enjoy that coffee that you're going to have. I think I shall. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk Bye. to you soon. Bye. Rogue Media Network Production.